Greetings, seekers of the spectral and wanderers of whimsical worlds. You've ventured through the mystical mists of myths and found your way to episode 10 of Fireside Folklore with Hades. Here in this enclave of enchantment, we breathe life into stories steeped in the lore of lands distant and diverse. As your guide through these beguiling narratives, I remain your loyal host, Hades, the keeper of mysteries and the guardian of shadows. Joining me on this magical odyssey are my esteemed co-hosts. Beside me stands my unparalleled sweetheart, Persephone, the Empress of Bloom, whose brilliance eclipses the rainbow silhouettes of Cano Cristales, and of course our perceptive nephew Hermes, the messenger of the gods, and most crucial to me, our psychopomp. If that term makes you squirm, don't worry. It simply means that Hermes is our trusted navigator, leading spirits across the thresholds and aiding us in unraveling these entrancing tales. Tonight we set forth on a journey deep into the lush heart of Colombia to unveil the enigmatic story of La Madre Monte. So gather around, let the mesmerizing dance of the flames enthrall you, and brace yourselves for a thrilling venture into the realm of hushed legends and spine-tingling folklore. Friends, let the storytelling begin. Hello everyone, it's great to be here with you today as we explore the folklore of Colombia. I'm looking forward to hearing the tale of La Madre Monte, because we'll be delving into more spooky folklore tonight. Definitely. This one reminds me of the boogeyman, but for misbehaving grown-ups. What sort of misbehavior? Well, Zeus, it's quite simple. You see, in this tale, if you disrespect nature or are unfaithful, not that you'd know anything about that, La Madre Monte tends to get a bit, let's say, thunderous. Ah, uh, Zeus, let's just say you might want to take notes. This legend's more about balancing power responsibly rather than just tossing lightning bolts around willy-nilly. You see, Zeus, La Madre Monte is quite the disciplinarian. She's a bit like your thunderbolts, but with an actual sense of justice. And Zeus, I know you love a good storm, but trust me, you wouldn't want to be on the wrong side of La Madre Monte. Her wrath makes your tempests look like gentle rain showers. Bah, you don't scare me. Tell me this story of La Madre Monte. Very well, brother, but first let's hear those fun facts about Colombia. Hermes, my good man, the floor is all yours. Thank you, Uncle Hades. Here are the interesting things I learned about Colombia. 1. Emeralds and gold. Did you know that Colombia produces more emeralds than any other country in the world? It's true. Also, the ancient people of Colombia were expert goldsmiths. You can see some of their amazing work at the Gold Museum in Bogota, the capital city. 2. Colombia is a country located in South America. It's the only country in the continent that has coastlines on both the Pacific Ocean and the Caribbean Sea. Imagine being able to visit two different oceans without leaving your country. 3. In Colombia, it's a law for radio and public television stations across the country to play the national anthem every day at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. This tradition is a way to show respect and love for their country. It's a daily reminder of their national pride and heritage. Imagine starting and ending your day with a song that celebrates your country. That's what happens in Colombia every day at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Thank you, Hermes. The people of Colombia take national pride to a whole new level. I don't even think we play the Underworld's anthem more than once per year, if that. Brother, I think it would be fun to hear Colombia's national anthem right here on the air, don't you? It could be a way for us to pay homage to its people and the culture. What say you? Hmm, that is a unique idea. Yes, brother, let us play the national anthem of Colombia before beginning our tale.
What a song. Let's do that every week as a sign of respect to each country we visit. You know, that's an excellent idea. I like it. What do you think, my love? My friends, your enthusiasm for honoring the lands we explore through storytelling warms my shadowed heart. I agree, playing each country's anthem is a thoughtful way to honor the lands we explore through storytelling. Music has a unique power to stir the spirit and connect us across borders. Though we hail from distant realms, these anthems remind us that we all share the same human heart that longs to find meaning and beauty in the world. Let these songs open our ears to new melodies, our minds to fresh perspectives, and our souls to the shared traditions that unite us. I welcome this musical journey as we continue unraveling the threads of myth and folklore that bind humanity together. Their music makes us travelers, not tourists. Travelers seek understanding. Tourists only seek amusement. Let the anthems play on. Now let us begin our tale. Today we will be joined by Demeter playing the role of La Madre Monte, Apollo playing the role of Santiago, and Artemis playing the role of his elder sister Isabella. A great many years ago, deep in the jungles of Colombia, there lived a young man by the name of Santiago. He was both wealthy and prosperous, but had a dark secret. His wealth had been gained by running an illegal logging business. He had as many workmen fell mahogany, teak, and cedar trees, all of which were rare and allowed him to earn a pretty penny. My fortune has been carved from the very heart of the jungle. These trees, magnificent as they are, are better felled and sold to the highest bidder for lumber. After all, aren't nature's resources meant to be used by man to ensure his prosperity? Mahogany? Teak? Cedar? Each one is a testament to my success and a symbol of my status, both as a wealthy businessman and as a clever entrepreneur. They are not just trees, they are the pillars of my empire. His elder sister Isabella, meanwhile, lived a humble life as a seamstress. Though she didn't live in luxury, she was happy doing honest work. Santiago, my brother, have you ever stopped to think about the consequences of what you're doing? These trees you so casually chop down are the lungs of our earth, the guardians of our air. They are home to countless creatures and spirits of the jungle. Your wealth comes at a great cost, one that cannot be measured in coin alone. I urge you, reconsider your ways. There is honour in living a simple life, a life that respects the balance of nature rather than exploiting it. Please, don't go on about the jungle spirits. Those stories are just that. Fictional tales designed to scare children into obeying their parents and respecting silly old traditions. We live in a modern world, Isabella. The jungle is vast and untamed. It's there for the taking. I'm just being practical. My methods may be harsh, but they bring prosperity. Why settle for less when you can have more? Santiago, prosperity at the cost of the jungle soul is no prosperity at all. It's short-sighted to think only of immediate gains. Remember, we are but temporary guardians of this earth. What will you leave behind for the generations to come? A barren wasteland where once a majestic jungle stood. True wealth, brother, lies not in what we accumulate but in what we preserve and pass on. With a dismissive snort, Santiago walked away from his sister. Someday, when I become the most powerful man in the city, all of the naysayers who tried to dissuade me from taking this path will beg me to share the fruits of my labor with them. Then I'll be the one to laugh and have them at my mercy. One day, Santiago sent his workmen into the jungle to cut down a grove of mahogany trees. A buyer overseas wanted to make a bunch of wooden trinkets for royalty. Though the loss of such a grove would cause the destruction of countless habitats and further imbalance the delicate ecosystem, 
Santiago was blinded by the lure of profit. This grove will be my biggest score yet. Imagine, our wood gracing the palaces of royalty. This deal will elevate my status even higher. The jungle is endless. It will replenish itself in time. Progress demands sacrifice, and I am simply the hand that steers it. But what Santiago failed to realize was that this particular grove was sacred, watched over by none other than La Madre Monte herself. It was a place where the jungle spirits convened, a sanctuary untouched by human greed until that fateful day. It was also the home of many animals, including monkeys and jaguars. Throughout that entire day, Santiago waited with excitement for the arrival of his workmen, expecting that they would bring back wagon loads of timber. However, when they did not arrive, Santiago began to feel angry. Where are those men? They should have been back by now with the timber. This delay is unacceptable. Every moment they waste costs me money. They'd better have a good reason for this. If not, they'll find themselves looking for new employment by sunrise. The jungle can be treacherous, but that's no excuse for tardiness when there's work to be done. When the men did not return the next morning, Santiago was beginning to fear the worst. In his mind, that meant that they had gone to work for someone else. Santiago, consumed by suspicion and anger, hastily began to formulate a plan. He decided he would storm into the jungle himself to catch his workmen, convinced they had betrayed him for a rival. I'll show them they can't cross Santiago. I'll go into the jungle and find them myself. If they think they can play me for a fool, they're sorely mistaken. I'll drag them back and make an example of them. No one betrays me and gets away with it. As Santiago prepared to leave, his sister Isabella approached him, her face etched with concern. Santiago, please listen to me. The jungle is not just trees and animals, it's the domain of La Madre Monte. The grove you targeted must be under her protection. You mustn't go there. It's dangerous. There's no other reason those workmen of yours haven't returned, don't you see? She probably made them lose their way in the jungle and had them devoured by wild animals. La Madre Monte, still clinging to those childish fables, sister. I have no time for such nonsense. I have a business to run and I won't let some mythical figure stand in my way. I beg you, Santiago, heed my warning. If you must go, at least take this tobacco with you. It's said to protect you from her wrath. Please, for your own safety. Fine, I'll take your tobacco, but not because I believe in your tales. It's to prove to you that these superstitions are nothing but empty threats. Now I have workmen to find. With the tobacco in his pocket more as a mockery of his sister's beliefs than anything else, Santiago set off into the heart of the jungle, unaware of the harrowing encounter that awaited him. As the sun rose high overhead, Santiago began noticing just how hot it was becoming. Insects buzzed about and bit him as he walked, as though trying to keep him from continuing onward. The deeper Santiago traversed into the jungle, the more ominous the cries of the wild animals became. Paths which had been familiar and friendly early on now twisted and turned in a labyrinthine tangle of trails which seemed determined to lead Santiago right into the heart of danger. Unbeknownst to him, the jungle was watching, alive with ancient spirits stirred by his intrusion. These workmen will regret the day they decided to cross me. I'll find them, and when I do... Suddenly a chilling silence fell upon the jungle. The wildlife sounds ceased, and a dense mist began to curl around the trunks of the trees. Santiago's heart pounded in his chest as a sense of unease crept up his spine. Then he saw her, La Madre Monte cloaked in moss and vines, her eyes a piercing reflection of nature's fury. 
Why do you come here, Santiago? Why do you disturb the sanctity of my grove? Was losing your workmen to the jungle's fury not enough to teach you a lesson? I... I came for my men, for my timber. I didn't believe. I mean, I never thought... His voice trailed off as he gazed into the wrathful eyes of La Madre Monte. Her presence was overwhelming, the air around her pulsating with the power of the untamed wilderness. Your greed has blinded you, Santiago. You see only profit where you should see life. The jungle has already claimed your men, swallowed by their own disrespect. Will you continue their folly, or will you learn to respect the sanctity of these ancient woods? I've heard the legends but never gave them credence. Yet, here you are. A guardian spirit, a force of nature. I see now the error of my ways, the blindness of my greed. Santiago, for the first time, felt a deep sense of remorse and sadness. Because of his avarice, he had caused a dozen workmen to sacrifice their lives. And for what? His wealth? How much did he really need? Santiago's thoughts raced as he remembered his sister's warning her words about La Madre Monte and the respect she commanded. He recalled the tobacco she had given him, a traditional offering of peace and respect. Fumbling in his pocket, his fingers found the tobacco, and with a trembling hand, he presented it to the spirit. This is all I have with me, an offering of tobacco. It's a gesture of my respect and my plea for forgiveness. I didn't understand before, but I do now. Please have mercy on my men. If you must punish someone, please punish me for I am the one who ordered the men to fell your trees. La Madre Monte eyed the offering, the jungle holding its breath in anticipation. Santiago stood there, a man humbled, his fate hanging in the balance. Your offering is accepted, Santiago. But remember, actions speak louder than words. It is not enough to promise change. You must enact it. If you fail to uphold your vow to protect the jungle, the consequences will be dire. The spirits of the forest will turn against you, your wealth will crumble, and you will find yourself lost, forever wandering a barren land, devoid of life and hope. I understand and accept this responsibility. My actions from this day forward will be in service of the jungle and its preservation. Satisfied with his response, La Madre Monte gestured, and the mist cleared, revealing Santiago's workmen. They appeared bewildered but unharmed, a testament to the spirit's power and mercy. Go now, Santiago. Let this encounter be the turning point in your life. Remember, the spirits of the jungle will be watching, and they will hold you to your promise. And so Santiago, along with his workmen, embarked on a mission to restore what they had once destroyed. They worked diligently, planting trees and creating sanctuaries to protect the wildlife. Santiago's wealth was now dedicated to conservation efforts, turning his once exploitative operations into a force for good. Once I took from the earth without giving back, now I strive to restore the balance I once upset. The jungle has given me a second chance and I will not squander it. Over time the groves began to flourish again, the wildlife returned, and the balance of the jungle was restored. Santiago's story became a legend a testament to the power of transformation and the importance of living in harmony with nature. Wow, that is incredible. I think this has been my favorite story, my love. I'm glad to hear you enjoyed it, my dear. To celebrate the culture and customs of Colombia, what recipe have you chosen for us? 
Today, we'll be making sancocho, a delicious soup that is very popular in Colombia and other Latin American countries. Sancocho is a hearty soup that has meat, vegetables, corn, and herbs in a flavorful broth. It is usually served with rice, avocado, and a spicy sauce called aji picante. Sancocho is a great dish to enjoy on a cold day or when you are feeling sick. It is also a common dish for celebrations and festivals. Here are the ingredients you will need. Six skinless chicken thighs, two green plantains, three medium red potatoes, 10 ounces of yuca, frozen or fresh, three ears of corn, one cup of chopped cilantro, three scallions, one medium tomato chopped, four cloves of garlic, one teaspoon of cumin, two chicken bouillon cubes, eight cups of water, salt and pepper to taste. To make the sancocho, follow these steps. One, in a large pot, heat some oil over medium heat and cook the scallions, tomato, garlic, and cumin for about five minutes, stirring occasionally. Two, add the chicken, cilantro, water, and bouillon cubes and bring to a boil. Reduce the heat and simmer for about an hour, skimming off any foam that forms on the surface. Three, cut the plantains, potatoes, yuca, and corn into large pieces and add them to the pot. Cook for another 35 minutes or until the vegetables are tender. Four, Season with salt and pepper to your liking and serve the sancocho in large bowls with rice, avocado, and aji picante on the side. Remember to have a grown-up help with chopping and cooking. If you'd like to share any pictures of your dish or if you have questions about how to prepare it, feel free to email me at persephone at firesidefolklorewithhades.com. Enjoy. Hmm, that just might be even better than the Nigerian jollof rice, and that was pretty incredible. They are both very tasty, my love. Each has its own unique flavor and history, but I can see why you, in particular, would find this one to be more up your alley. Well, after such a hearty feast, we could all use a brisk walk out in the jungle, don't you think? But before we get into any more excitement, let's hear from our divine brother Zeus about today's sponsor. Zeus, would you do the honors? All right, my fellow adventurers. Before we get to your favorite part of this program, let's take a moment to appreciate the marvel of Olympian technology that ensures you never lose your way, even in the heart of the Colombian jungle. Folks, have you ever found yourself deep in uncharted lands? No GPS signal, with nothing but towering trees or bottomless canyons for company. Never fear, because Hermes, our very own messenger of the gods, and yes, the best darn psychopomp you'll find, has just the solution for you. Introducing Hermes Jungle Traveler Geo Compass. This nifty little device is no ordinary compass, my friends. It's imbued with a touch of Hermes' own navigation skills. I mean, if it can guide souls to the underworld, you bet it can get you out of a jungle. We've designed this baby keeping in mind every explorer at heart who dares to tread where no man has before. It is not just your average GPS navigator. It has an inbuilt survival guide, an SOS beacon. Heck, it even has a snake bite kit. And the best part, it requires no network coverage, that's right. It uses celestial patterns to guide you, old school style with a twist of magic. So, whether you're trekking through the Amazon rainforest, navigating the labyrinthine Sahara dunes, or simply trying to find your way back to the campsite after answering nature's call, the Hermes Jungle Traveler Geocompass has got you covered. Remember, folks, like Hermes always says, getting lost is just an adventure waiting to happen. So gear up, venture on, but don't leave home without your Hermes Geocompass. Journey on, explorers. Hmm, so it can guide souls to the underworld, but can't actually navigate them through it. Very interesting. It sounds like a one-way ticket to... Ah, uh, never mind. 
Now let's enjoy that lightning round, brother. All right, listeners, here's how it works. I will ask three questions about tonight's episode. The first person to email me with the correct answers at Zeus at Fireside Folklore with Hades.com will receive a $25 gift card to Bar & Coco, where you can get some of the best chocolate Colombian or otherwise around. Once you taste craft chocolate, you'll never look back. Now, when emailing me, please put Lightning Round with Zeus, Episode 10, in the subject line, and include your first name or pseudonym and where you're calling from if you would like us to announce your win over the air. Are you ready? Let's go. 1. In Colombia at 6am and 6pm every single day what happens on the radio. 2. Colombia has two coastlines. Name the bodies of water where these coastlines are located. 3. What sort of business did Santiago run which put him at odds with La Madre Monte? Well, that concludes our episode tonight, folks. Next time we'll be taking a trip to India where we'll be hearing the story of the princess and the god. God of death, you mean. Yes, we finally convinced our grim and stoic host to do some acting, so next time someone else will be taking on the reins of narrating. Hmph. As long as I get to choose the one to narrate this tale. Of course, my love. You absolutely can. And obviously you'll be selecting the rest of the cast. Oh, the hoops I jump through for the sake of this family. Anyway, we hope you'll join us next week when we go to India for the tale of the princess and the god. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Stay curious. <laughs> <laughs>